Warning, this week's episode of the Top Podcast may cause some fits of rage, strong bouts of anger, and unimaginable annoyance. Listener discretion is advised, but true toppers will listen on. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rob. Joining with me is Lou. Hello, my brothers. And Mike. Ni hao. And I just want to say, we didn't talk about this last episode because I completely forgot, but we passed 25 episodes. This is episode 26. So congrats, everybody. Whoa. Well, we missed one week. Is that half a year almost? Right? Yeah. It's 52. That was yeah. the softest, <laughs> whitest handshake and hand applause I've ever heard in my life. I was going to add it in post, but, you know, I guess that works. Congratulations on the six months, guys. Here's to hopefully at least another six months. That's freaking crazy, man. Each week, we like to start off with an icebreaker. Lou, what do you got for us this week? This is a good one. What is the silliest way you've ever been injured? I'll go first. Uh, I'll sit here and pick. My dad, for some reason, wanted to go camping with me. I think out of the blue. I don't remember ever planning on it. I think I just remember him being like, hey, we're going to go camping, get dressed. And so we go camping. We go on this walk, and it's the most boring hike I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) It's a straight shot. And it, it felt like four miles of just straight gravel walking. And I get bit by, I think, in like a fire ant or something. And so we come back and he starts roasting hot dogs. And I'm so hungry from this hike that I don't pay attention to where the hot, what do you call it? The fork, the spigot? Like the thing uh, he was using to hold the hot, the, the, the little the metal fork thing? Oh, the yeah. metal fork? Tongs? Yeah. The, no, not the tongs. You stick them. They're it's, like, it's, yeah, it's basically like a repurposed uh, coat hanger. A Biden? Right? It's not basically. a Trident. It's a Biden. There you go. Science. You love to see it. And I am just mounting this hot dog in the most aggressive way. And I don't notice how close I am to the Mident. <laughs> and uh, I, Biden 2024. Yep. Biden. And I burn my nose, my lips, and my chin all in one sweep. I just oh. had a, a line down my face. The whole rest of the hike. Hikes. I mean, the whole rest of the camp. It is pretty good. My first one, it's going to make all the the baseball fans cringe, but it was middle school. I was playing baseball, and I got bored playing baseball, so that should tell you what I think about baseball. Dude, it's, what, are you in the outfield? No, I I played, I I did play in the outfield, but I meant just in general. Like, I've also played, like, third base. I like softball. Okay. Intramural softball, because then it's just, like, guys having fun, and it's not too seriously, but I get bored with organized well, yeah, you're just standing there yeah so much of being anywhere in the field is oh my gosh, like if you're not the, the pitcher or the catcher there's nothing to do well i i was starting pitcher once and i was only starting pitcher once and we'll leave it at that but anyways <laughs> uh, we were we were playing i hit uh, a line drive i don't remember where but i was just running down the first base and all i'm hearing there is slide 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 which if you know one thing in baseball, you don't slide in the first base. But I just hear my coach yelling slide. So I go and I slide right in the first base and like tear one of my tendons on my foot. Oh, he was talking to someone else. That's the worst part. So, of course, I'm getting crap because you're not supposed to slide in the first. You run through it. But I'm like, I just heard coach yelling slide. And that's that was the first thing that popped into my head when he said stupid injury, because any any baseball person knows you, you just run through first base. It's quicker. That's the way to do it. So for me, the first thing that comes to mind is we talked about it on the podcast pretty recently was when I ran into that parked car while riding my bike. I think we all the other one that would come to mind is deciding I was going to 
ride a scooter in a skate park at the age of like 25. No, way older than that, 28, and completely wiping out in a bowl. But we also talked about that. So I'm trying to think of another good one. I'm sorry, man. It, that's literally what sparked the conversation. Because you kept talking about. <laughs> Do you have any good, like, climbing stories where like you you misstep? Got, got a Actually, splinter on the yes. Bear Lake wooden place. I forgot about this one. All right. So growing up in Allen Park, we had a double wide lot. It was awesome. We had the biggest. I mean, it wasn't bigger than some, but it, there was no bigger backyard. We had the biggest backyard out of all the possible options. You know, other people are the same size, but you get what I'm saying. Point is, in the back corner was where my dad would split wood. In the back corner where where all like his pot, like unsplit wood was, there was a tree that grew up basically right uh, like right up against the post that the chain link fence would crisscross through. So like right where the four corners met, a tree was growing out of it. And I loved to climb up in that tree. I loved climbing trees my whole life. But I like to climb up in that tree and I'd watch him split wood. And there was one day where I was climbing around and the branch I was on just and like I just fell out of the tree. Like there was no saving it. All of a sudden I was just floating in the air instead of standing on something. And I landed like head out, feet out, landed on my back, Bane Batman break style. But I was young, so I was springy. So I just like popped up. And then landed again on my back in uh, in the neighbor's backyard. So I was like, oh, I just like bent myself in half. So my back's all messed up. And I blew all the air out of my chest when I landed. And my dad's just like leaping over the fence because he's like, my kid just died. There's no way he's alive. Yeah, that one sucked. Also, you got me thinking now. Oh, man, I did a lot of stupid stuff as a kid. You know, the sweet like the kitty swing set where it's like you, you it's basically like a diaper on chains. Yeah. So the one in our neighborhood over in the good park was two poles that ran up the middle, kind of spaced out maybe a foot and a half and then one cross beam. And so there was it was kind of like a T. And then there was one swing on either side and I could grab each of the posts, put my feet up against them and shimmy up to the top and I would just sit there. And one day I just completely lost my balance. I had logged multiple hours of just sitting there over the years without even getting close to slipping. And then one day the equilibrium just went and I just fell backwards like eight feet in the air. I don't think I landed on my head, but I got really close and I was out of commission for the rest of the evening. And now I have CTE. Well, if you guys have any questions or icebreakers you want us to know, please let us know on our socials or in the YouTube comments. If you guys comment below and let us know and we read it off on air, we'll give you a plus one towards being the top topper at the end of the year. But you cannot text it. So looking at some people right now that text us, <laughs> leave a comment and then you can get the points. So we'll, we'll have a special celebration for you, the top topper at the end of the year. But. This week, Lou, why don't you tell us what our topic is? So this topic, we're talking about top five things that grind your gears. The preference, you know, we're three grown men about to complain about the silliest things. Uh, but <laughs> we won't bring up something like uh, religion, sex. Uh, oh. What else? What, what did I miss last time? Oh, gosh. Race. You said you missed out. Race. On yeah. Race. Oh, all that shoot. Hey, I know. Change your figure out your your list, guys. Because we are here just to be silly, just to have some fun, and poke fun at just three grown men just struggling in life a little bit. Well, your first one up, Lou. What do you got for number five? My number five is just a preference. Just in the small chance that my job does listen to this, 
I love my job. I'm so grateful for the things I get to do. But my five is pointless meetings. Uh, <laughs> I, I have at least two or three online meetings a week that could span from like an hour to three hours. Ooh. And it is the hardest part of my job to sit and just to look at myself. I don't know, like, because you have to look at yourself when you're on these online meetings and you have to just see your face bored out of your mind and just know that everybody else can see your face being bored out of your mind. Yeah, it could just be in an email. I, I, I just I'm super a big fan of just reading an email, accepting it and just living my life. If I ever get in the position where I'm creating meetings, I will be better. I've told myself that you're going to be in charge of the top podcast meetings come here soon. Once we start getting uh, real endorsements, mm, uh, what what is the meeting going to be about? We're making you're, you're in charge. So, you know, you got to <laughs> you got to come up with it. Hey, so I don't know how we're going to split five dollars a piece, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not good at math. I hope I'm not the money guy because we will be bankrupt. Well, I'll go into my number five because it's it's along the similar lines. And that is people who don't understand when a text works and you don't need to, the call or in this case, like loose at have a meeting. I work with a job where we have communication with uh, different companies and different people all over the state. And there's so many people that will call me at 3 a.m. because they're, they're supposed to notify me. And they could just send me a text message. I tell them that, like, all right, thank you for calling. You can just send a text message in the future. But every single time, a week later, 3 a.m. comes around, they're they're calling my work phone. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, please just send a text. So much easier. Oh. And it's just like, yeah, it seems to be it's going to be we're going to sound real. Or I'm going to sound real millennial saying this, but it seems to be more of a, an older generation thing. You know, your, your baby boomers are the the pro call like you call for everything but i'm just like text would suffice for most of these and when it comes to work then i have a paper trail so you tell me this i can be like hey no they sent me this i have proof right here uh I, like it's harder to prove when you call but that's just, it just irks me when majority of things they could send me is a text but they decide to call me at the in the wee hours of the night i will I'm, say I and mean, this is no surprise because i'm the old man I do like calls over texts in more scenarios than the average person. However, between like, I don't know, 9 a.m., 9 p.m. and 9 a.m., no calls. Oil Send field, a text. Oil field don't sleep. No, that's fine. But between those hours, text. Yeah. I'm like, if a rig, like, if a rig's not burning down, a text will suffice. Yeah. Obviously call an emergency. Even as a pro call person, that's absurd. Yeah. I'm going to bat for baby boomers. I... Oh, I gosh. don't think <laughs> I don't think normal baby boomers would just call people at 3 a.m. I'm just it's true because they are a generation sleep, that you know? traditionally has sleep etiquette. Well, but even phone call etiquette, you know, phone call etiquette, right? Like there was no text message at the time. So you just didn't call. You just didn't call. You just waited. So you might just be working with just people who, you know, well, again, not. oil field doesn't sleep. So that probably contributes to some of it. I guess that's fair. Are they doing, I don't even have to go into detail, but are they doing your job just late at night? No, no. I, I oh, wish okay. I could work my job at night, but I, I understand that, you know, it's a lot harder to inspect when the sun's not out than when it is. But <laughs> no, we right. just, we get calls from all over stuff. There's like, oh, you have to notify a, a state inspector. You're doing this thing. And I'm like, just send me a text or email. And again, I don't mm. need to be called. And my wife's getting grumpy because I have a, my phone's going off and all that. And then it's just a whole, whole thing. I respect that. What you should do is call them at an unreasonable time. There we go. 
Maybe like during when the price is right. Like <laughs> during like Jeopardy hours when they're really invested. Mike, what's your number five? My number five is apps that are nothing like the commercials. For example, you're such an old man. No, 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 man. Here's the thing, like, like the games. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm good for you. Like, I see this commercial all the time right now, where it's like you get the one guy and he's got the little gun and he's running down the highway and there's stuff rolling at him and you got to shoot it and like lower the number down and then you get the gun, but then you got to run through the the like the signs and it's like plus thirty or times two, and so you got to like. Be calculating in your head and like mowing down zombies and like getting better guns. It looks like so much fun, but that's either a small p- component of the game and it's really like a Clash of Clones or a Clash of Clans clone. Um, or in some cases, you'll see something and it looks really fun to play and it's literally not in the game. And it's just like, why even make the, the like if you made the commercial, you can make the game. Just make the game. Like, if you're going to make a game that's so interesting, people will click on it, but it's just essentially catfishing for your app. Why not just make that app? I don't understand it. It makes me so angry at a fundamental level. And the only reason it's not way higher is because it is such a small problem. I can't justify putting it higher, but it absolutely outrages me. Well, and the worst part about I, I, I found the game that actually has that. The worst part is after like every run, there's like a 30 second ad. Yeah, I mm-hmm. remember when I remember when games didn't have that many ads, like phone games. Yeah, or had like, like the uh, one with banner at the bottom or top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Angry Birds, where you just like just enjoyed the game. You know, nowadays it's it's like 30 second ads, like every other gameplay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Top Podcast, brought to you by Fireball. Fireball is a third-level evocation for casting time of one action and range 150 feet, dealing up to 8d6 fire damage to all creatures within a 20-foot radius. For even more spicy goodness, try casting Fireball at a spell slot of fourth level or above to deal an additional 1d6 damage per spell slot. Fireball, please cast responsibly. Yeah, it's like you get 30 seconds of gameplay and a minute of ads. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like, man, I'll pay for the app if it's good. If you give me five minutes of uninterrupted play to tell that it's good or God forbid I'm playing an app and then you're making me interested in a different game. But that game isn't even the game that the app is. And the worst part about that, that um, like the gun thing is the apps always infuriate me because they always like they're about to go for the, the plus 300. Then it's like, oh, no, divided by two. I'm like, you're nah. I, f- I feel like that's part of the advertisement. Be like, oh, are you smarter than us? Yeah, yeah, they intentionally play it bad. So you're like, I can do it. I could beat that game. It's so <laughs> obvious. That's definitely an advertising technique. Yeah, I've, I don't have a degree, so but I guarantee it. Do you, do you I'm going to need a beer one? for this episode, man. <laughs> I'm already getting fired up. There's veins <laughs> popping on his forehead. Just. <laughs> do you remember do you ever seen that, the game? You start off with like a level 300, and then somebody beats you off and takes all your gear. No, I've seen the ad, though. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody oh, beats you off? I can see. I can see. Somebody takes off all your stuff, and then you start with one. Oh, and then, and then beats you off. Then beats you off. <laughs> Just like the, our D&D session last weekend, um, last week. And then you start, and it's like on grid, and so you have to beat the you have to beat the other guy off. Yeah, yeah. it upgrade. has like the higher numbers. Like, oh, you have to make sure you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And then oh. along with Mike's, I've also seen now they have ads. Be like, don't you hate? Games that have ads that are nothing like the game. Well, this game is just yeah. like the ads. And I'm like, I doubt that. But, you know, sure. Yeah, I refuse to. I refuse on principle to even like check it out. I finally found it. No, you didn't. 
Well, Lou, why don't you bring us around to number four? Okay, so yeah, my number four is people posting straight up just false information online. Fake news. It just absolutely, I, I think we have somebody in mind that sometimes does this. I don't know. So, you know, I don't know how to Guys, work. everything I post is perfectly factual. I don't need this passive aggressive BS. <laughs> You're not who I was thinking of, but. It, no, of course cool. not. I have Facebook to advertise my, my writing. That is it. <laughs> um, I mean, I want to be friends with all of you. You matter to me. You're not just consumers. You're Buy my just book. consumers. Feeding, uh, lining our metaphorical wallets with metaphorical money <laughs> that we don't have because it's a metaphor. Lucian's over here like, I'm done. I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. These two are weird. They're talking about metaphors. They're going to make me plan meetings. I'm out. <laughs> it would be like five second meetings. I was like, we're making money now. Congrats, guys. So Can I'm you just say who it is and then Rob will beep it out because I'm really curious. Oh, post a lot of crazy I had to like. Uh, I, uh, I I muted her on Facebook. So. Yeah, I had to mute her off my Facebook too because she was posting uh, some crazy. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so we're talking about whoever. You know, everybody has a family member that just doesn't fact check anything. That just immediately reads something and just posts it online because it just meets their agenda. Well, it's illegal and to lie on the internet, don't you know? There, there you go. Abe yeah, Lincoln sure. passed that into to law. I saw on the internet before, or after all his slave. So I think like a good one that doesn't fit any of the things that I stopped from saying is some people post like crazy food advice and it's just like or fat burners or eat this for seven days and you lose 10 pounds. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And people will buy it and people will, will pretend like it works. But really, you're just not eating anything. So you don't have enough calories. And so that's why you're burning fat. Eat yeah. these oxygen puffs for seven days and you'll lose yeah. 10 pounds. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, Becky. You Where's my credit eating. card? <laughs> Babe, get my credit card. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, so you stopped eating bread. So this means you just didn't eat a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. That's now coming one. in oxygen and CO2. <laughs> so my number four, it's going to be a, a very niche group of people, but especially... For me, it's it's football, but when it comes to fantasy sports and dynasty, which is where you keep your players and you actually have like you can trade draft picks and all that, I cannot stand people who overvalue their their players or like never look at a trade analysis. They'll be like, "Oh man, this guy's you know the fourth option on the team," but I expect a first in the rookie draft. I'm like, "Dude, come on! Like you're you're lucky to get a third. And it's it's just crazy how people think because he's they're on their team, they're the best thing ever like they're the you know the next justin jefferson and it's so annoying trying to deal with people in my fantasy football league my dynasty fantasy football league i just have people i don't even bother like trading i'm like they're gonna ask an arm and a leg and everything and oh it's it's frustrating trying to deal with those people and like this is a good deal it works for both of our teams put on multiple trade analysis things which aren't which to be fair are more like a guideline they're not always perfect and, I, and they're just like nope you need to throw in a first i'm like shut the front door <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm I'm taking my people and I'm going elsewhere. I know you guys don't play any fantasy or like dynasty fantasy sports, but Lou, have you ever had that when making a trade and you're just your redraft fantasy footballs? I have a league with my wife's side of the family and they don't trade at all with anybody. There's no trading. I've I've tried so many times to trade with people. I've even the shadiest thing I've ever done when it comes to fantasy football is I paid for players, Whoa. but I got caught. Collusion. So yeah, yeah, I got caught. There's that. So after that, I don't think after that shady situation, nobody wanted to trade with me anymore. So we're learning that if we have a top podcast fantasy football, Lou can't be a part of it. 
so we'll cheat to win. I will cheat to win. What? I, I'm not. I'm not against it. What's your? What's so the most you're winning? I thought we already knew that. I thought he would have respect for the game. I mean, if you tell me, hey, player. don't do this. <laughs> let me know. Hey, don't cheat. Okay, and then I won't. <laughs> how how much money did you spend on a player? Uh, I don't remember. Twenty bucks, I think. Oh my! But then 20 I won. Bucks? Well, that I won, and then okay. I won like I won like one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, so, so you got your investment I'm, back. I'm a hundred up. Tell me, tell me not to cheat, and then I won't. All right, don't cheat. For, with what? Life. Mm, okay, thanks. <laughs> I don't think you're going to listen to me. Yeah, I just don't understand the premises. I, I don't think that'll hold up in court. You gave me your word. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> Mike, what's your number four? My number four is restaurants that won't let you look at the menu online without starting an order first. I was there with you when this this happened. What? How <laughs> stupid <laughs> do you think we are? The, like, do you think I'm going to look at your menu and be like, eh, they don't have anything I want. But I already started an order, so I guess I'll pay them for food I don't want anyway. Let me look at your menu, decide if I want to order, and then let me place an order. Do not make me put in all the information, have everything all set up, and then have to back out. It's a waste of everybody's time. Most what, importainly, mine. What what restaurant was this? Like, oh, dude, lots of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've never pizza, had places, pizza places, food places. Yeah. Taco Bell is the best. Taco Bell will let you look at their menu and they're really chill. McDonald's. I think McDonald's messed with that for a minute, but they're they're cool now. Dude, McDonald's. It's like a lot of deals, fast food places. The deals on the Mickey D's app. Oh, my gosh. Probably gave me. Oh, no, they're pounds. legit. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm, like, like, I'm a fat guy. I'm like, I can't have a fast food app on my phone. But then I'm like, those are those are some really good deals. And then I, yeah. I have it on my phone now. Yeah, I had the Wendy's app on my phone for a minute, and I was just like, I need to stop. This is exp- like I might be saving some money, but I'm still spending more spending money yeah. than yeah. I was before, and I'm eating way too much Wendy's. It's like buy one quarter pounder, get another one for twenty five cents. Like, like, well, yeah, I can eat two quarter pounders. It's it's a good deal. I'll just do that right now. I'm saving so much money. My wife will love me for this. <laughs> it's, it's broken cheese. And it's, I'm broken up. It's good for my muscles. All the protein. Yeah. Lou, when you were with Mike, was he like radiating heat? Is he just fuming? Uh, I, uh, man, I remember something funny. I don't know. There's something when you get upset, Mike, there's something funny that you do. But I haven't been around with you enough. I think you do something with your hands. That sounds right. I don't I'm not can't picture it right now, but that does sound bang on. As it Yeah. Were. Once I hang out with you a little bit more, I'll be able to figure out what it is. But yeah, yeah. And it's just like you, you immediately call bullshit almost <laughs> faster than I've anybody I've ever met. It's, um, it's stupid. <laughs> like, and I, I appreciate somebody who's just straight up just says it what it needs to be. I, I also agree. To be fair, though, I am a person that will that will go on Uber Eats because that's the only like food thing I still have. I will d- design my order, my perfect order, and then I'll look at the price and then I'll just back out. <laughs> For real. Fair. Yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah, I'll charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll look at the and then. I don't know. Like, I don't want to tip, but hey, I have to tip, right? And then there you go. And then that will bring it up to like once the tip hits, after the delivery fee and the service fee, and somebody soccer, somebody soccer kid needs an extra pair of cleats that I'm paying for. It just becomes too much. We need to normalize cash tips for Grubhub and Uber Eats and that stuff. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Is I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put the tip on there, 
and then these they'll still mess it up. But I'm like, give me the tip back. Well, then you the, did. The, then the platform isn't getting their cut. They want their cut. They don't give two craps about the drivers. I know the on the places sure. around here were screwing people out of their their tips. So they don't want to go cash because then they're not getting their cut. Because who's to say if I if if I was a DoorDash person or Uber Eats, whatever, I got cash. But like, well, maybe they just didn't tip me this time, and then I don't have to pay DoorDash for that. You know, I, I, honestly, I'm just saying we need to normalize it because you're allowed to not tip and then be like, "Here's some cash, man." I don't want to go you to know? hell. I have to tip, you know. Well, yeah, no, but I'm saying you're allowed to not tip on the app and then give them what you would have tipped them through the app in yeah. cash. The problem is, is that they don't know that you're going to tip them. Yeah. And I don't want somebody rubbing their balls on my McFlurry. So I'm look, I'm I'm not saying there won't be some casualties, but like we need a fight for your for good service. Well, that's just lacking nowadays. Let's be honest. Hundred percent. But like we can uh, ruined uh, hospitality for businesses. Sorry, c word ruined. Hospitality yeah, don't be an businesses. idiot. Are we not allowed to say it outright? Can we you, just say C nineteen? You said we can't. Say, you know, you said we. No, 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 no. I said I'm not going to discuss it on the podcast. I think you said I can't, any. I wouldn't. I'm not going to be the idiot to just to, to bring discuss it, it on the. They just say discuss yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. Lou, why don't you bring us around to number three? My number three is kind of similar to this whole the food situation. Is when I I get bad customer service with bad expensive food, and so there's three parts to this that oh. that equal out to me just wanting to punch the air a couple times if it's the bad customer service it's bad food and it's expensive but if you take out one of these i'm a lot a lot more understanding but if all three of these makes me want to bite through steel so like if i'm getting i guess i'll go into deeper if i'm getting bad customer service but the food is good and it's a little bit expensive i really don't care you literally if the food is delicious you could spit on my spit on my face and i will just take it and eat the food but not the food you know good to know yeah just don't spit on the food yeah you, but like, let's just be fair. You Mike's all like, know, what's your like, favorite meal again? <laughs> Mike, you have a thing for spitting in people's faces? No. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Because uh, we all know like those restaurants who are just absolutely terrible customer service. But the food is good. So you just like take it. Like Popeyes. it is, just is what it is. Pops. Popeyes. <laughs> exactly. Beat ups. Especially, you should have seen the one. Ask Mac about the beat ups here. My goodness. Oh, I've heard about the beat ups, man. Yeah. That is one I'll DoorDash because for some reason they're competent when it comes to door dashing. But no, I would never go in that restaurant. Take an hour and a half just to get my drinks. But anyway, sorry, Lou. No, yeah, no, it's true. So yeah, and then the same thing. If it's good customer service, at least I get to be around somebody who's cool, even if the food is bad. And then food is just expensive, and everybody knows that. I hate when it's just like when the food is just pricey, it's just, just sucks. Cause you're looking forward to something, especially, I feel like I've learned how to cook so many things now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it's like, ah, oh, I could have just done this at home. Yeah. I can't go out for a steak anymore unless the steak is going to leave me bankrupt. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like most of the steaks I have, I'm just like, I could have made this at home. Like legitimately, if the steak costs left than $50, I won't even consider it. And at that point, I'm like, fifty dollars, man. I could make. Right, let's see. Uh, so we, we did. Yeah, man. We made. We did uh, steak night the other night. It was myself, Andrew, and Jacob. We chipped in for like the two inch thick prime cut, and all three of our steaks were sixty bucks total. Because Jacob has a a Costco membership, but it's like. 
50 bucks for one steak. It better be the best steak I ever had. And the best steak I ever had was $90, but it was my birthday. So we got 50% off. Shout out Top House. So it was still a $50 steak. And like, it was obscene. I'm I, like, I can't pay that much money for one plate of food. Lou Man, spot on. I appreciate it. I don't know if I've had all three of it as a combo. So I, I can't speak to that. I have had. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've definitely had at least two out of three. Lou, I can I can bloop it up. But where where did you have the trifecta? So for me, expensive food, I, I guess like when I think of expensive food, I don't think of like high end food. I, I think of like deliciousness to price for me. And so there's, okay. like, there's like a scaling thing. So, the I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was when me and Robert went to that Coney Island and Robert got sick. <laughs> what and you remember when we had the it's like it was like right around my area. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And you got you were like you were like asking Christian to move because you were a throw up. But she Dude, I, I threw up in the bathroom. I threw up in the parking lot. I don't think it was. I don't know if it was the food exactly. But yeah, that place. Oof, never mind. Yeah, it's, it's pricey for a Coney. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what I was getting at. I've never been, and I don't, I really don't go to high-end restaurants, to be fair, so. what, what did, What's your, like, quote-unquote, what are you, a $25 plate, would you guys consider that expensive, just out of curiosity? Like, what do you guys consider? $25 for a plate, I would say, is a good amount of money, and it better be, at the very least, incredibly inconvenient for me to cook that whole plate. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 25 is, this has to taste really good, and, like... Like, I think breakfast at Coney is a great example because, like, you can go to Coney and you can drop eight bucks for the breakfast special if you get there at early enough. And it's like, OK, I got eggs and bacon and toast and pancakes and or hash browns, and they're all warm at the same time. And it's like, I can make all those things, but it's a real pain in the butt to time it all out. You know, I agree. So, like, it's that kind of thing where it's like, look, for twenty five bucks. You don't have to blow my mind with something I've never experienced before or something I can't recreate, but it better be a real hassle for twenty five dollars. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, I went to uh, I just went to Biscuits and Gravy again. Mm. Still good. uh, Still good. But it it was like 50 bucks for two people. Dude, Yeah, I feel like everything unless it's like a Coney or like a diner. Everything nowadays is like I'm expecting with tip fifty dollars minimum. Just yeah, so yeah. crazy. Dang, dude. And we didn't get anything crazy. No, like, like my mom got like pancakes and bacon, you know, like. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> that's wild. Dude, I I'm going to be making that joke <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. Just a heads up. I wish I wish we could get them the sponsor. That should have been one of my recommendations. Their eggs Benedict is so freaking good. But the service is really good. The lady was low key. I felt like she was cheering every time she like got to the table. She like did a little hop. Was it close to closing time? So she was happy. No, it was like, I, I think no, I've seen like, Mike do that. Like, you know, leprechaun leg tap at the end of a, a shift at the one restaurant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. When you knew you were almost out of there. Oh, it was one of the sweetest feelings of all time. So my number three, Mike, you you worked at one of these places. I know, Lou, you've been to one of these places. So we should have some good discussion. But it is improper gym etiquette. Mm. I just ex- recently experienced this, but yes, go on. Yeah. So one of one of my biggest things is gym equipment hogs. So you know, you got those people. Usually, it's like right when you're about to go get the machine, they get there right before you, and then they're there 20 minutes to do three sets. You know, they're sitting on their phone. They call up, talk to people. Oh my gosh, it is so infuriating. Like I'm like, 
I have done five exercises and you're still on this one machine getting your second set of reps in. Get the heck off of it. Also, along with that, wipe down your freaking machine. Like, I don't want to be sitting in your sweat. You, uh, no, thank you. And uh, I I can't stand the people. The, the Planet Fitness would call them lunks. But, you know, the people that are like just grunting really loud and makes it think like oh. some other activities and just like slamming the weights and all that. There's we were at some place on Monday. My wife texted me. He's like, there's this one guy that just sounds like he's like having sex with how much he's grunting and moaning. And, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, shut up. Those 15s, man. And again, we're at uh, a, the the rec center. So it's not like we're at, you know, your powerhouse. <laughs> like gyms. Powerhouse. Yeah, like it makes sense if you're in like, you know, uh, a professional or like more intense yeah, gym like, workout. But we're at we're at the community center, basically. Yeah. This ain't J- Dwight Schrute's gym for muscles, man. It's true. And re-rack your weights, please. Amen. As someone who's worked at a gym, re-rack your effing weights because I don't want to do that. So I've actually never experienced bad gym etiquette because you might be thinking because you're the one with bad gym etiquette. And that's a fair assumption knowing everything else about me. But it's because I worked at a gym and I did overnight custodial maintenance. And so you either took your hour lunch break which I'm going to be real with you. I can slam a couple high protein burritos in like 15 minutes. I don't need that whole hour to eat food. And so I just work out on my lunch break and then boom. And so it'd be like one in the morning, ain't nobody in the gym. I can rack everything up. Exactly. Like I had all my weights set up how I wanted at multiple stations. And so it was like, I do one set, move to the next, do another set, move to the next, do another set, move to the next. And I could just loop it and then put everything back, wipe everything down. I could get a full workout in in like 20 minutes because you didn't have to wait for anybody. You didn't have to deal with anybody. It was glorious. And also, if you're in a group of people, split up. If you have more than three people, split up. Don't just I mean, it's kind of like the gym, the equipment hogs, but you don't need five people sitting around one machine. Split that ish up. All the high schoolers start coming when my wife and I go to the gym and they're just all in their little groups, not only taking forever to lift, but there's five of them just, just chatting it up. I'm like, you dang kids. Yeah, that is my uh, I think that's the reason why I'm actually leaving my gym right now is because I like to lift super late at night. I like to lift at like 10 o'clock at night expecting for nobody to be at the gym at the time. But that is when all of like the 18 to 22 year olds like to go lift as well. And there are legitimately seven people on one machine. Mm -hmm. So that machine is never going to be able to be used except for those guys. Yeah. It's like there's no shot for me to get a chance to it. And a lot of the like in, in my gym, there's only one machine, like there's only one row bar machine like or and there's only like one bicep machine. And so if that's gone. I'm screwed. My my workout's completely shot. They don't even have like the dumbbells. They have the dumbbells, but those are never I can never get to the dumbbells. There's no like there's no space for me to even. And so if I grab dumbbells, I could I could get some, but there's no place for me to actually because everybody's staring at the mirror, looking at themselves. You and just I need to go my, back to back with one of them. Don't even tell them it's go. coming. Just boom. <laughs> like, That's a nice back I, you got there, bro. <sighs> I was just lifting. Nice back. I was lifting yesterday. <laughs> just set up a tripod so it looks like you're filming and be like, all right, man, just flex real hard while you're doing this. And just convince them they're going to be on your Insta. There's a fly machine, which I love doing the fly machine. I hate the flies. And really, it's great for your chest. It's insane. I do and, them. I uh, just, um, maybe it's because it's always like my last chest workout. So I'm just tired by then. But that could be part of it. it. 
but that's like the most wanted machine out of all. Like I, I watch people like fight for this machine. And so I, I, I'm on the treadmill waiting for the fly machine to open up. So I immediately like run to it. And another dude literally like gets to me maybe like after my first set and he's like, can I work in? I'm like, for sure. Yeah. You could totally work in. And I'm doing like a good amount of weight. And he, <laughs> he looks at it and then puts like four more on. And then he struggles with the weight. I watch, I'm watching him struggle with the weight. And, and then he moves my weight down. And so I was like, Oh dude, I appreciate that. Thanks. And then I do my set and I'm like, Hey, what weight were you on? And he was like, I don't know, just a little bit more than you. I was like, okay. Oh my God. Hey, All right. I see. I see. He's like, the more weight, the better, right? Thank <laughs> you, bastard. All right, man. I, I don't know how long my dick is, but I know it's a little bit longer than yours. <laughs> Pretty much, man. You know what? And hey, you got a bigger dick. Good job, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Brand new thing that annoys me. It's that mind. Like, it's there are so many unhealthy gym mindsets. I don't want to spiral into like an endless mental health rant. No, but like, it. we got time. We're, just we're killing it. Just freaking find what is enough for you to push through and be struggling for your last couple reps and have perfect form. And don't worry about the numbers and just build up over time. Quit doing this. Add extra weight. BS. It's not making you stronger. It's making your form worse. And then you're just going to hurt yourself. There is so much ego in the gym and I get it. And I get that I was working out alone at one in the morning. And so it's a lot easier to put your ego aside, but put it aside and and do work that will make you stronger or help you achieve whatever results you're looking for and quit trying to press four more pounds than Lucian. I can't let him beat me. Yeah. Well, no, it's just because you just told that I story. Know, I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> it kills me. Mike, what's your number three? My number three is whopper, okay. whopper, 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 double, triples, single whopper. I have a hard set policy. I like I like Burger King. I think their burgers are fine for fast food burgers. If it was a choice between a McDouble and a double cheeseburger from Burger King. I'll take that double cheese. I will take that flame broiled burger every time. Every single time, man. But that song is so annoying and I hate it so much that if I have thought of like if I'm like thinking about turning into a Burger King and I think of the song, I will not turn in until they have not done that commercial for so long that I can't remember it. I ain't going back. I'm going to shoot you. Or until they release an official statement saying they're not going to do it. But. I'm gonna shoot you straight. I kind of like the song. <laughs> Do you really? I the guy like he doesn't have like a very strong like vocal presence, and he's just singing his heart out for this whopper. Mad respect. <laughs> so I would like to say, in the same vein as, hey, maybe we don't send death threats to the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. Like it's not his fault. I got no beef with the guy. I got no flame broiled beef <laughs> with the guy who sang the song. However. The song is so annoying. The first time I heard it, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was an amateur production that somebody put on YouTube and they just decided to use as their advertising. I so great. Like I oh my gosh. I can't and it's it's that it's an earworm and that like I, I have a remedy for an earworm now, so whenever I get it stuck in my head, I just I can get it out of my head. But like whoo, that song's annoying. I'm over it. 
I have other sounds that drive me nuts, but that is not one of them for sure. But you can at least understand, right? I can, like I you, can, I can yeah. sympathize for sure. It's not annoying a, things that loop in your head forever. It's mm. not as bad as I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back. Uh, oh my! For context, we worked at a a restaurant, Rob and I, that literally. I don't remember if it was 15 or 30, but every 15 or 30 minutes, 15. they would play that song every 15 minutes of your entire shift. If you worked a double, it was 10 hours, 40 times a day. You could hear that song like you just be walking around, minding your own, doing your job. And you'd hear ting, 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 ting. And it was just like, oh, well, my day's ruined. Like, oh, it was the worst. I, I forgot about that. BK or that? I'm still song. mad. BK or No, that, that song playing okay. every 15 minutes. Customers were getting annoyed. They'd be like, dude, we've been here for an hour, and I've heard this song four times. And I'd be like, don't f- complain to me. I've been here for seven <laughs> hours, but I get it. Like, I have no sympathy for you, none whatsoever. But, yo, it's super annoying, and I will ask them to stop, and I will specifically cite the fact that a customer is upset <gasps> put it in your little survey at the zios there let them know that song sucks yeah that was awful also if you guys ever have those little zios leave reviews for people that's how they get scheduled so yeah yeah you can lose your job as a server if you don't get enough reviews oh wow. and also the way they weight those reviews is insane at some places so like you can like a lot of places it'll be like one through five stars and you'd think it's like five is 100, four is 80, three is 60, 40, 20, zero, right? Like a normal 5%, you know, 20% for each one. No, it's like a one is like, is like, it was like 60%. It was like a five. Yeah, it was like five is like 100%. And then four is 60%. Three, which you'd think is average, is like already put is zero. And then two and one are like in the negative. So like, I don't care how bad your service was. Leave them five stars and chew them out in the comments. It is insane how restaurants weigh those things. It's it's the most jacked up bell curve you've ever seen in your life. I, I don't care how bad of a server they were. Give them five stars because like what you think is a reasonable review based on what your service was is so outrageously skewed by the the like Houdini math they're doing back there. You are the MVP of this podcast right now. I oh I forgot about so many things that have been unearthed during this experience. Lou, what is your number two? My number two is absolutely getting destroyed in board games. Uh, I I have grown a lot in myself and with being competitive competitive my wife has called me out multiple times on how i i'm not playing sports anymore i don't need to be as competitive i yes, can just enjoy no. i can just enjoy the game life's a competition life is a competition you're not good enough if you don't win <laughs> amen you have to win be like someone your, in- <laughs> your worth as a human hinges on this game of go fish <laughs> Be like one of Mike's relatives where he only plays games he's good at. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I called him out on that. I asked him if that was true. And that like, was yep. one of the most awkward moments I've ever experienced. It was a very awkward moment with me and him. And I think I think sometimes, does he remember me asking him that question? <laughs> Every I, night. I should have brought him on, on the pod. Should have brought him on the pod and see if that was his number one. There you go. <laughs> when Lucian calls me out. So here's the thing. If you call him out on it, he's like, no, I just only play games I like. I mean, and it's like, yeah, 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 but you, those are also the games you're good at. Like, <laughs> yeah. I understand where he's coming from, 
but they are one in the same. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you don't want to play Dutch Blitz with us? Me? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I don't mind playing Dutch Blitz with, Blitz with anybody. I'll take on anybody, anywhere, anytime. Lose language when Dutch Blitz comes up. Woo, baby. It's like a sailor. Yeah. I will play. Yeah. I will play Dutch Blitz, but I won't do it in front of anybody who I don't feel comfortable with cussing because I can't play the game without just cussing constantly. Uh, that's why you stopped playing it at uh, Rob's mother-in-law's house. Yep. Yeah, your mo- Rob's mother-in-law was the one that taught me how to play Dutch Blitz. But she was so kind to me and so just nice that I didn't know how wild of a game it is until I played it with Rob's wife. And I was like, oh, this oh, is living my you hell. Sh- you this should is see most- that side of the family. Whew. Absolutely. It, it, gets, it gets wild over there. They're, they're, yeah, them yeah. and card games. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a wild game when you play with people who are pros at it. Well, the, so the thing to do with with Rob's mother-in-law is she explained to me one time, she was like, bowling is my ideal game to play with somebody. And it's not that she likes bowling. It's that she doesn't like competition. She just wants or she doesn't want direct competition where it's, I'm trying to best somebody. She just wants How she, she wants her to she wants her. I don't know. Uh, she wants her to do her best and have it not influence you doing your best. And she wants you to do your best. And then she has no issue with then comparing the two next to each other. Right. So bowling's great because she does her best and it doesn't affect you doing your best. And then you do your best, which doesn't affect her doing her best. And then we see who comes out ahead. Right. You're not games like like Dutch Blitz. It's like it's me or you and it ain't going to be you, bitch. (laughs) Like it is cutthroat as hell when you get some like people who've played a lot of Dutch Blitz. And I love it. I live for that. And then, but then if you you're get not, my father-in-law in there who is like, I don't want to play. He's, <laughs> he's always like, I know I don't want to play Dutch Blitz. And then he'll stand over the table and he'll pick one person. And be like, hey, you can play that card. You can play that card. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's like, man, I can beat you, but it's really hard to beat you and him <laughs> at the same time. Freaking Doc Ock over here. Like, <laughs> Anyways, Luke, what board games do you not like playing? Because <laughs> you get too competitive. Uh, I... You know, and we've talked about this in the podcast. I think this is one of our earlier podcasts, but a really good story of mine is I was playing Monopoly with my wife and my wife's best friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when my wife would land on my wife's best friend's property, she would give her like an axe break. I don't know. She would only have to pace a little bit. And then when I landed on it, she also offered me that tax break, but I turned it down. Because what's the point of playing the game? This is absolutely ridiculous. We're just honest, honestly just like sharing money. Not the point <laughs> so, of the game. It's also going to drag it out five times longer than it already is. Exactly. And so, so that's one of them. But really, I hate it when another one is like Settlers Catan. I love that game. It's super fun when you play it with the right people. My wife hates but, that game. That's all I can say. Does she really? Yeah, she can't stand it. I think it's her least favorite. So now whenever we're at a, a board game shop, like, oh, look at all Settlers of Catan, Catan, whatever. Oh, I, I don't know why, because I'm quite indifferent about it. But yeah, she hates it. And yeah, I, I think, would get yelled at if I didn't. She wouldn't let me sleep in the in my bed tonight if I didn't say anything. So that's how much she hates it. I might have to pull an audible from her number of two. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're doing well and you're doing better than everybody else and people start noticing that you're doing well and then just absolutely curb stop you so that you can't do anything else the whole rest of the game just drives me nuts and i i get why i understand the reason but it's just i hate the fact that there's games that let you do that 
Yeah, it's like if you're playing multi smash on Smash Bros. Like, oh, this guy has three stocks left. Everyone target him like that. Exactly. Oh, oh, yes, it's so annoying. I mean, to be oh. fair, I'm never the guy with three stocks, and I'm always the guy being like, guys, we need a we need a freaking socialism this thing now. <laughs> and also, I don't mind losing, but there are just some guys who are just really good at at certain games, and just absolutely just it's like getting one shot in a video game, basically. Uh, let let me let me pitch this to you and see if it resonates uh that's that um that family member of becca's you were referring to Mm -hmm. i once said to him we were at some barbecue and i was like i would rather lose an incredibly competitive game right right down to the wire super fun and engaging super close the whole time than win a blowout yeah. And he looked at me and literally said to me, that does not even compute. That makes no sense to me. I think it depends. At the end of the day, I love competition and I love good balanced competition. Like I want somebody around my skill set where we're going to push each other. It's going to be engaging. We have to like come up with everything we can to try and like win. It's no fun playing basketball with a five-year-old. Uh, exactly. See that's right. Like, uh, well, Lucian differs on that. He's dunking on them and oh, you know, oh, connect well, four. He's just yeah. like, bam, take that. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I'm not an actual game, but um, let yeah. me phrase. It is a there. The fun you have playing basketball with a five year old is a completely different type. Makes me feel like I'm actually good at the game. You know. <laughs> I, I agree with you like 90% of the time. It is, I, I do like the ego stroke of, you know, blowing someone out every now and again. But yeah, competitive games are. No, I will say this. It is fun when you're just in the zone and it's somebody who's in the same ballpark as you and you just tear them to shreds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, it's just like, dude, I had a transcendent day. Maybe you had a bad day and I just destroyed you. That's why Lucian That's doesn't a lot play of fun. Smash with me anymore. Because I, I had a, a transcendent day once. I, I think he was on an off day. And, uh, I'm sorry, Lou. No, 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 no. You went to college. You went to a. You went to college, went too. To, yeah, no, 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 no. You, not the same. We were at a decent level. <laughs> most of our friendship. You went to college. And I'm assuming you just, all you did was practice Smash Bros. I did not, actually. But yeah. And then you came back. You can't tell me otherwise. That's not how that works. You came back. And became pro level. We there were you would do five against one, and you would destroy the whole group. It's <laughs> like it's not it's not fun when you are you know the codes to the damn game. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then the I mean, codes. props to you. I mean, to be fair though, I've destroyed you in two K. Yeah. I mean, our two K record is yeah. It's not. It's no bueno. Once it you figured no out my one strategy, it, it was over for me. <laughs> there was one time though, you were playing with uh, Simmons. And I that could seems- not do anything against that. And you were giggling like a little girl every time you dunked with him. Hey. And I, it was oh, absolutely good. ridiculous. Uh, but I do agree. I love destroying computers. Like, uh, I like going on easy mode and absolutely just like whooping them. But I don't like destroying people. It's, it's not very fun. So my number two, I know Lucian has done this in the past, but I, I, I don't know if he, he's grown past it or whatever. But something that just grinds my gears to no end is when you're listening to a song and whoever has the aux or whatever switches the song halfway through and doesn't let the song finish, there is a freaking <laughs> add to cue button for a reason. Just cue it up next and let the song play out. You don't need to stop in the middle. Ah, oh, grinds my gears every single time. That is so valid. How am I connected to this again? I just remember like going to camp. We would, you know, it's a 10, 15 minute drive in the town from our camp. 
And I, I would give you the aux every now and again, and you would skip around and be like, I don't halfway through the song, you'd be like, I don't want to listen to this anymore and skip. And I'm like, just let just add the cue. Play an axe, hit play Dax, it's that easy. Alright, alright, yeah. I understand. I have grown as a person with this. I'm so proud I just of it. Now, I will say, you know. I think socially there should be some kind of like etiquette where you can be like, is everybody else just over this song? And if everyone's on board, we should be able to skip, you know? But if literally one person is jamming out. Stay the F away from my music, man. Like, it's one song. At most, we're talking about another two, three minutes. Give that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and and it go, and that goes in all directions, you know? I never even considered that, but I could not agree more. I thought you were going to talk about when we had that guy, and before you were listening to rap music, you were like, hey, I will listen to anything that you want. I just don't want to listen to rap music. Well, specifically, played- it was like gangster, you know, gangster rap. yeah. Yeah, and I think he played one song that wasn't gangster rap. Yeah, and then it was like, <laughs> all right, I'm backing out on this. And then this like the the biggest gangster rap song at the time, and you just like, I felt like you just gripped your steering wheel just a little tighter and just yeah. didn't say anything. I just tuned it out. That was a fun car ride. <laughs> it was a fun car ride. I miss I miss Julian. He's one guy. Oh, that, it was Baby J. <laughs> yeah. He's he's one guy I, I expect you know screams at the gym and he he can do it. That man's ripped beyond all oh my gosh he's just jacked he got are either of you guys still in any kind of contact with him just on instagram so no no okay alex uh jr has talked to him in the past i was gonna say i would just love to have him on the pod if we could find a way yeah i mean we're all friends with him at some like we all like we're separate friends with him at some point so i I could see him. Again. Well, I was I was kind of a piece of shit when I was 18 and we were roommates in college freshman year, which is when you're 18. I think he might have been over the, the college Michael experience, which, to be fair, I don't fault him for. But I don't know how much he like. I think there's a little bit of like, oh, gosh, I can't stand that guy that I earned. But I would love the chance to be like, bro, I agree. That kid was a douche. Give, give me a shot. How many people do you think are in that same boat? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how I had friends Woo! in like high school and all that. It was stupid. Wait, hold on. Do you mean how many people are in the same boat if they'd like a chance to like make another impression on people they were obnoxious to? Or do you mean how many people are like, I can't stand Mike Rice because they knew me when I was 18 and no other time? Uh, that that one, the second one. The okay, boy, that's also how I interpreted it. And then Rob answered and I was like, wait, did I misinterpret? No, I was just uh, saying I'm there that. with you. I, I'm raising my hand. Ah, me too. I got gotcha. you. Hashtag no. Hashtag a, me too too. I knew you were gonna say so T O O T W O. My gosh. No, what is Yikes. It? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, I'm also an asshole. Me too. Too. Don't, don't try. Why are you trying to reason with him, Robert? Because it feeds the pod. It's content, Lou. And you'll know once you're in the meeting, the meetings, the content can mean money. Every single listener who was a douchebag when they were not 18, I want to see it in the comments. Put in the comments. Hashtag M E T O T W O. Hashtag a hole. Hashtag me too, too. Oh my gosh. If any of you actually do it, we'll give you a plus one to the being the top topper of the year. Oh, I like that. On our YouTube. So make sure you go check out our YouTube. Mike, what's your number two? My number two is a bit of an audible that uh, Lucian inspired. But I want to I wanna paint you a picture here. Married couple, right? Let's say they have a, uh, a blend of modern and traditional roles. They both oh, bring gosh. in income. They both, they work to make the household 
work. You know, this is a partnership. We are a team, like just a, a relationship that we can all look at and respect. And the dude says something. Maybe he makes an inappropriate joke about doggy style at an inopportune time. And the woman says, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. And this man doesn't realize, hey, I pay for at least half of this. We are partners. That is just as much my bed as it is yours. You don't want to sleep in the same bed with me? You sleep on the couch. That's your prerogative. But I'm sleeping in my bed. Now, I've never in my life been told, go sleep on the couch. That's going to be my next question. But yeah. even if I had, I've made it real clear during pre-marriage counseling, like right up front. I was like, by the way, you ever want to kick me out to the couch? You can go sleep on the couch. Now, quick caveat. I have said, hey, um, if one of us is horrendously sick, whoever needs to be up earlier in the day should have the right to kick the other person to the couch, even if it's the sick person. Like, if I'm sick, but it's a Saturday and I don't work the next day and Mackenzie does, I'll sleep on the couch. That's a separate issue. I have never understood being, like, being kicked out of bed by your wife. I'm just like, dude, I get it. Things are tense. We've, we're all in relationships. We understand what that's like. But, like, that's your bed, too, man. Have you guys ever known someone that had that happen? Or is it just, like, a Hollywood thing? Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about their husband, like... Or I was sleeping on the couch or and I don't know if it was a metaphor or not, but I really genuinely don't get it. I, so I don't know if it is real or not. Comment down below. We'll give you a point to topper. All comments I, equal one I point. Don't, you don't have to talk about your marital issues. and our podcast No, we'll diagnose them. You don't have to. But if you want them points, we're not if you want therapists, them points, but we'll, we'll yeah, diagnose you. Want them to you. Tippy top topper. you can you can keep your own. <laughs> Keep your marriage to you and your wife. You don't have to put that on the internet. You can, and you don't have to. But if you so choose, we will pay you in points. I agree with you for the most part, Mike, except we always have the, we yield the bed to the sick person because they need more rest in general. Yeah, I, I and like, that's that's just a kind of a how we work because it's like, that's even like when Joe was a newborn, that was kind of the thing where it was like, hey, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no like, you're the mom, you have to take care of the baby. It was just who's got to be up sooner. You, you get to sleep, you know, and that was always kind of how we made it work. And so it, it like, yes, the sick person needs more rest. But man, when I'm sick, like I stayed home sick a couple weeks ago and I'd take the day off and I'd stay in bed as long as I could. And then I'd be like, I cannot like I'm sick. I can't work. I am dying. I can't be in the same place. And I would literally just move over to the couch and I'd lay on the couch for like five hours and then I'd get up and I'd go to bed like I can get good rest on the couch when I'm sick. I can get good rest anywhere I got a blanket and a pillow when I'm sick. Yeah, that's just how we do it. I'm not saying that's how everyone should do it. But I totally get yield the bed to the sick person. That's a much more normal person thing to do. Ultimately, I I do not understand the concept of the husband. Or, or let's go either way. I don't understand the, the concept of either party being kicked out of the bed. Makes no sense to me. Also, I'm just going to keep it real. The getting kicked out to the couch isn't really a punishment because, you know, you got the TV, you got your video games usually out there. Like, man, I'm okay have you ever slept this. on my well, OK, two things. One, I don't have insomnia. And two, have you ever tried to sleep on my couch? Yeah, it wouldn't be a good couch to sleep. No, like it's an OK couch for sitting on. It's not great. I'd like to replace it soon. It's a terrible couch to sleep on. There's nowhere you can go that your back won't hurt. Yeah, we got a we got a nice couch at our place, so. 
It's it's not even a threat. Like that would be like okay, whatever. Yeah, we got a nice king size memory foam mattress. I love my bed. We invest. We officially have invested more money in our bed than our couch. Well, I mean that, uh, that makes sense. You spend like a good percentage of your life in bed. You need to same with right? shoes. Like you need the two things you shouldn't go cheap mm. on: shoes and your bed, because those can both lead to like bad joints and like body problems later on if you don't have like good supports or you know a good mattress i never thought of shoes that way but that makes so much sense yeah for sure lou why don't you bring us on home with your number one so my number one i think is super vague and i think it's the the weirdest one in my list but when i set something down and it falls and then when i pick it up and i set it back and it falls again it's a gravity makes me want to rip my skin off i hate it I hate it so much. I set things down fairly often in my job and just around my life. And I I clean a lot. And so when I set something down and it tumbles and I'm like, okay, I'm a human and I make mistakes. My therapist said that's okay for me to do is to make mistakes. And then I set it down again and and I do it differently and I pay attention to it and it falls again. I I want press the button, Kronk. Nuke the world. I just want it. I just want life to end. Not just for me, but for everybody. I just want to restart. I want gravity to be different. So Lou's got a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> it just it just drives me nuts. I can't stand it. You know, and I think I think it like it's with little things as well. Like when you're have like a piece of paper and you ball it up and you throw it in the trash. And I miss that also just drives me nuts. It's just like, yeah, I think if it boils down to it, I think gravity. I think it, uh, when gravity doesn't work on my favor, it, it just drives me nuts. It's always gra- working in your favor. Gravity one, lose zero. Sure. I'll, I'll give it to you. If I could fight gravity, I would. I feel like gravity, if it was a person, it'd be a nerd. Real know-it-all. Fedora hat, feather in it. Neck beard. Neck beard. Says milady. <laughs> Goes to World War and that World War Civil War camps. Dressed as a steampunker. Oh, guys, oh, stop describing <laughs> Jacob and Rob's baby. Has a body pillow <laughs> with an anime girl on it. <laughs> that could be one of mine. Yeah. People that go to Civil War events dressed in steampunk, just like random people. <sighs> I guess that's an honorable mention. Is, is that not what they wear? I don't understand. No, like they'll come in to try to have like the, the crazy goggles. You know, they look like freaking Willy Wonka from Johnny Depp and all that. And they got their top hats with gears in it. And you're just like, get get out of here. Sorry, Jacob. <laughs> you can you can steampunk, Jacob. Just don't go to the Greenfield Village Civil War Remembrance Day as a steampunker. That's what Comic-Con's for. As a quick uh, aside to make sure all of our business relationships stay smooth, we are not suggesting Jacob has ever inappropriately steampunked in the wrong place. This is just a general comment. Uh, yeah, because I know I know he he has some steampunk looks, so that's why he was just. He's got some, dude. His steampunk rock look that he uh, he rocked for the Kyle Hot Kyle's movie. It was bad ass, but it would be wildly out of place at a Civil War reenactment. So, Mike, you don't like gravity either. I'm relatively indifferent about it. It has. Well, I'd like to say it's caused me more pain than not, but I got to imagine I'd have really messed myself up a couple times if there was no gravity. I don't so. know. Gravity really keeps me grounded. Ba-dum-tss. All right. Um, I don't know about you, Lou, but I quit. <laughs> yeah. 26 episodes and out. Peace. <laughs> delete. Delete. So my number one, it's something that's happened more in the past five or six years than anything else, but it is just the blatant nostalgia baiting in movies and TV shows. Mm. 
So an, the, the example that comes to the top of my head is Jurassic World 2, whatever. I don't remember what it's called. But like their whole uh, advertisement uh, oh, was yeah. Dr. Ian Malcolm is back. Jeff Goldblum is uh, Jeff Goldberg. Is it Goldberg? Goldblum. Either way, he's reprising his role. Like that was the whole advertisement. Not only did that movie suck, but he was in there for like 30 seconds. Like that was it. And just that general premise where they're just like, oh, look at these things you remember as member berries, as South Park calls them. And it's just like, yeah, remember these? Well, guess what? They're in there for 30 seconds. And that was our whole advertising budget. And I I'm just sick of it. Like, I think don't nostalgia bait just to bring people in if it doesn't have a spot in the story. I, I can't stand it. Same with like memeing, just throwing memes in there for no reason. <sighs> yeah, that type of thing. I I uh, I can't agree with you, Robert. I'm sorry. I no. think you, I am you like a nostalgia. I I don't mind it. I will say I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me very much. Like, uh, I don't know, like with the new Spider-Man the newest Spider-Man movie that was like super nostalgic. Yeah, that yeah, and that like that the story fit that like you know the different worlds and all that. It wasn't just bringing them back because they needed to sell tickets. Like, right. The, the whole concept evolved revolved around that. But uh, along with the Spider-Man thing, with the meme thing, I hate that in multiple Spider-Man movies they incorporate the Spider-Man pointing meme because it they should oh, yeah. they should not know it like in the in the world. I guess kind of across the Spider Verse, you could argue. Maybe about it, but I I rolled my eyes when they did that. And same with the whatever the newest Tom Holland one was. I'm like, no, you're just doing that specifically for internet people, not actually a thing in this world. I laugh every time. So I actually completely missed it in the Tom Holland one. And I thought, like, I knew it was coming. It was so obvious that they were prepping that joke in uh, Across the Spider Verse. But it was, uh, to quote Abed, it was a predictable but appetizing moment like sometimes it's just like hey the joke's coming there it is and it's not clever it's not gonna blow my mind but it's just what i need right now it's a baby carrot and a cup of dip and that'll do well you're gonna say a cup of dick for some reason i don't know why (laughs) that's that's a you thing i've never heard that before (laughs) i just mean that's like a like the the reason you jumped there is just that's that's how your uh your own personal dementia works I never heard that either, but I'll take it. I don't disagree. And I'm okay with like random cameos. It's just the, like I said, the baiting, like, oh, you're going to come and see all these people and then they're not there. And honestly, people or just. The whole movie just re- tries to yeah. rely on, like, there's no good plot. I, I feel you, man. Yeah. I, I think if we got into it and we really dug into it for a while, I think you and Lou would maybe be closer to agreement than you guys necessarily think yeah. you are. Well, like I said, like when the plot, like, yeah, the whole point of. I I don't know the time was it across no far from home whatever it was the whole yeah. plot like revolved around like the whole plot was made for that and you know since they made the story around that it made sense and I'm okay with it you know if they made another movie like that I would be like all right you already did this once like let's move on make some new yeah stuff. It, it it worked once it was really cool I thought the movie was pretty good I've heard a bunch of people complain about the plot. I, I didn't but when like I was it. watching it, I was engaged the whole time. I didn't like it, but the first time I saw it was, I guess, the extended one they re-released in theaters, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, how long has this been going on? So I think maybe if I would have... Okay, that's fair. It's like if like, when was, Lou saw the Two Towers extended edition the first time, like, that's just not the way to do it. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I just don't know what's going on. Why are they walking so far? What's going on? They have to save but, the hobbits, because they're taking, they're taking the hobbits <laughs> to Isengard. <laughs> I just don't know why it's so long. Yeah. No, for real. I will say this. The uh the regular version that I saw in theaters of uh No Way Home was like it got done and I was like, if that had been 
even a second longer, it would have been too long. But I was good with it. Like, I enjoyed it. And I was like, that was a long movie, but I enjoyed it the whole time. But it was pushing it. An extended cut is obscene. There is no need for that. Mike, what is your number one? This this one's honestly a little less funny. But my number one is when I'm in um, an argument, a debate, a discussion. Like, it doesn't even have to be heated. But whenever there's any kind of disagreement and we're comparing viewpoints and I make a point and somebody just leaves what I say hanging and then just starts up a new thread or like brings up a new point or a new topic. And I'm like, dude, we can talk about that all day long. But don't you dare just try and sidestep what I said because it's convenient for you. And like it could, it is admittedly, it is an easy thing to do when two people have different agendas and they're like, no, that's not really what I'm worried about. So I get it. It like it happens to people. And I've worked very hard to like when I spot it now, be like, hey, just quick thing about me. This really bugs me. Can we just like can we just cover this point and then we'll move on to your thing? Like I'm but some people who haven't learned to communicate well will do it. And I like to give them the benefit of the doubt, they will do it probably subconsciously. But they'll be like, ooh, addressing this point will really undermine what I'm trying to do. And so they'll just move on to something else and they're doing it as a technique. I want to just to quote my father. I want to rip off their arms and beat them with the stumps when that happens. Oh, like wow. it just makes me livid. Wouldn't the stumps still be attached to their bodies? I guess it depends on how much of the arm I rip off. In my head, it's always been you rip them off at the shoulders, and then you have the whole arm to just thump, 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 thump with like nunchucks. But I guess yeah, the leftover would be the stump. I should talk to him about that. It's not the best uh, phrasing. Just say I want to uh, rip off their arms and beat them with them. The stumps is more graphic. But I want to rip off their arms and beat them with the trunks. Ooh, um, there you go. Ooh, that's that's kind of sexual. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I you know I I the the, the, curio- the curious person in me wants to know what you're doing that uh you you equated that with sex, but the the rest of me is like, don't go anywhere near that. You've you've never just thought about what it'd be like with a double amputee. Everyone's like, that's different. All right. <laughs> What about a quadruple? I just, I just want the the quadruped or the 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 quadruple, and, and I just want the no arms, no legs uh, person to have lost their limbs in an event that had nothing to do with me or my rage. Okay. Wait, are you having sex with quadruple? <laughs> are you not? Uh, yeah. No. Are we not just, talking we, about this? We've uh, just like Rob said, we've all thought about it. Okay. <laughs> Haven't you just been curious? And, you know, a little. And, yeah. Like, I don't discriminate. The thought has once crossed my mind where I've been like, oh, I wonder what that would be like. We don't kink shame here. If you want to do that, you go yeah. to long distance situation. There you go. Exactly. It's yeah. not something I pursue, but the thought has occurred to me. I've been to the hospital. I've seen people in wheelchairs. Where's that like, category on the dating apps? Like that's discrimination. Let me let me search. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I would never Google it, but I thought it. There's nothing wrong with that. so if if you're also if you're not part of the a-hole me too twos if you ever thought about you want the the quadriplegic filters on dating apps put down i don't even know what hashtag to put but let us know we'll give you two points hashtag only stumps (laughs) (laughs) like i said it's not that i actually believe these things it's that i am just 
compelled to make the worst possible joke. Are we going to hell? Why do you always go shoot from hell, Robert? You're freaking me out. (laughs) I gotta know. Maybe jail. Definitely (laughs) an insane asylum. Yeah. Okay. we go somewhere else? Purgatory. Are we going to purgatory? We're gonna have to work this sin off. Are you freaking Catholic? No. (laughs) I just... It wasn't hell. Hell was too extreme for Lou, which is, you know, usually the joke. So next week, and I, I might get a guess for this one. I want to know your your top, it'll probably be three, top three desert island games. So you're stuck on a desert island. You only get to bring three games with you. Doesn't have to be your favorite, but what do you think you can have? Desert Island desert. is a very important distinction. Yep. So you you have you have your the proper TV, proper equipment, the game consoles, whatever. But you're stuck on that desert island, and you'll never have any other games. What are your three games you're bringing? Do I get to be online? Oh, that's a very valid question. You should. Uh, I'll I'll say yes, but you also have to take into account that maybe online gets shut down sometime. It's true. Also, let's under let's say you can be online, but you can't party up with your friends. Like you can't okay. get the social itch scratched by it. Does that seem o- only reasonable? randos? You can only play with people. Yeah. Yeah, like this isn't a way to cheat the system and be able to talk to your buddies. Fair enough. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of The Top Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please give us a like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know any of the things we have. If you're a hashtag me too too, hashtag a-hole, let us know. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us a five-star review. And if you do and we read it off on the podcast, you will get a plus one to being the top topper of the year. Other than that, I hope you guys have a, a great week and we'll see y'all next time. Hashtag me too too. I don't support any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Lucian is now the one standing in protest. <laughs>